Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome to another episode of Going In Raw Countout, the show where it's a top 10 show, but in podcast form. And uh, we felt that given, of course, and I know, the, look, the news cycle moves quick. People forget quickly. Uh, but it was only a couple weeks ago now that uh, Cody Rhodes put in one of what everybody's saying is the gutsiest God, the gutsiest performances. God damn it, pal. He God. got some guts. <laughs> At Hell in a Cell, wrestling an entire Hell in a Cell match. A fairly brutal one at that uh, with uh, a pe- pectoral muscle completely torn off bone. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it was all the talk of the town uh, up until, I don't know, Jeff Hardy got arrested or MJF did something else. I don't know. In any event. Everybody was talking about it, so it got us thinking, man, what other super gutsy performances have there been in pro wrestling? Now, our good friendos over at Cultaholic had already done a list where they talked about the top 10 wrestlers that performed through severe injuries. Uh, So we're going to do something slightly different. Uh, Explain the difference, Larson. So uh, gutsy performances can include injuries, but not necessarily has to we have one entry in here that's not injury related at all in terms of the match itself now someone returning from retirement due to injury Mm -hmm. um and and there's other uh, entries that were considered that had nothing to do with injuries i mean for example seth rollins had that hour-long uh gutsy performance in that uh gauntlet match on raw a few years back hell of a very gutsy very gutsy yeah it's just you know it's like hey Maybe somebody's banged up. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. They're suffering from a legitimate injury. But maybe uh, it's a match where it's like, man, this person really did that. That's gutsy. God. Yeah, damn it, pal. You got some guts. (laughs) Yeah, after every single one of these matches, 
You got to figure Vince is back there at Grill, and that's exactly what he says. Exactly. God damn it, pal. You've got some guts. All right, Steve, let's kick us off. What do we got at number 10? Oh, man, this is a hell of a gutsy performance. God damn it. Sami Zayn, in his Raw main roster call-up debut, what have you, is May 4th, 2015. And there is one match after this also that we sort of include in this overall gutsy performance. But this one's pretty funny because essentially what happened was, if you guys remember, John Cena used to have that great U.S. Open Challenge. And, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, people like, for example, Kevin Owens would debut during this. Returning superstars, superstars from the past, or just people who are involved in stories that are going to be in a thing Well, with in this Cena. instance, too, I believe it was the Open Challenge, then Bret Hart comes out. Yeah, people were like, oh, man, John Cena's going to tap out to Sharpshooter. Yeah, it didn't happen, though, because Brett was there to introduce John Cena's opponent, and they were in Montreal, right. and that, of course, is Sami Zayn's hometown, so right. Sammy got a great response, and he was well, super excited. Wait, what? First, it was Heath Slater. Oh. <laughs> Heath Slater came out first, and then uh, I, I, I think, I don't know, Brett punched him. I don't know what happened, but then eventually, yeah. It was Sammy. It was actually Sami Zayn. And Sammy, you know, naturally. Very excited, hometown, uh, raw debut, uh, getting to wrestle John Cena. What's there to not be excited about? And so he was trying to get the crowd hype, and in the process, he was on the ring steps, raised his hand, hands up like this, as if to tell the crowd, come on, cheer. And in the process, yeah. uh, his shoulder popped out and popped right back in. He was so excited. He popped he his shoulder He dislocated his own shoulder, and, and it popped back in. Just doing this, getting hype. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and then so the match happens, and you see Sammy after he he raises his hands up like that. He's like, mm. I don't know if that was supposed to happen. He was on the yeah. the New Day's podcast and talked about this yeah. extensively. We got some quotes here, and he's like, mm, I don't know about that, but he's like, it's, it it popped in, popped back out. It's I'm sure it's all right. And he tried to communicate that to Cena. And I guess Brett and Brett was like, the funny thing is, if you actually watch the video, it's it's actually something I noted. Before I heard this bit from Sami Zayn. So, yeah, Sami, he does his thing, and he's like, hmm, that's not good. You can see him wince. And then he starts to get in, and as he's getting in the ring, he shakes Bret Hart's hand, and he tries to tell him something. Now, to the you know to, to somebody who doesn't know what's going on, you just think, oh, hey, thank you so much for introducing me or something. In any event, regardless of what he says, Bret barely looks at him before he turns away. As he's still mid-handshake, Bret could care less. Brett's entire demeanor during this entire thing is I could kind of give a shit. Um, and so uh, eventually he says, uh, uh, he says, well, in addition to this, you can tell he didn't ha exactly have all the juice in the world, Larson, because he had mentioned that he put some Vicks VapoRub on his uh, on his mustache uh, for reasons. Maybe he was congested. Yeah, that could be. That's why in any you use. Event. That's why you use vapor rub if you got some right. congestion. I don't know if there was like a wrestler's trick if you have oh. a beard. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know what because yeah, this looks like he's got a bunch of boogers in his mustache. <laughs> he looks absolutely ridiculous. So he does that, and he's like, "Get in the ring," and I tell the ref and John Cena that I think my shoulder popped. At this point, I feel fine, and we wrestle for about a minute. He gives me a back suplex, and that's when it's out, and it's not getting back in. My arm was dead, and I couldn't roll. And I think when I finally did roll. It went back in place. So, yeah, you can see the video. John, John suplexes him or gives him a back suplex. Yeah. And then it's it's fairly quick. 
that he's able to finally roll and it goes back in. But then he ends up wrestling another 15 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, that was early in the match where that all happened. It was really and, early and the, in the match. You know, the doctor, the trainer's ringside attend to him for a little bit. And he's like, no, I'm going to keep going and put on a hell of a performance. Oh, yeah. If you really didn't know, his, his shoulder was, had popped out. Based on the performance, you really couldn't tell. I mean, there was times yeah. where he was grabbing shoulder and making sure it was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, it was a, a, a hell of a debut. Um, and then especially we consider his shoulder popped out even more. Not so. a, yeah. Not only did his shoulder popped out, his no doubt childhood hero, Bret Hart, completely and totally acted like he didn't exist. So I would think, I don't know what would actually be worse, a shoulder pain like that or Brett completely and totally snubbing you in the middle of the ring in your debut. Yeah. Well, I don't Brett know. Do I don't that. know, you know, I don't know how close he was with Brett or how much he cared about him. Uh in any event, he did actually uh he was on the sidelines for 7 months, but this wasn't the match that actually preceded that. He did one more match and it was that brutal match against it was a 20-minute match against Kevin Owens at Takeover Unstoppable. Uh, and you know, it was the one where Kevin Owens basically, uh, uh power bombed him into, uh, into dust, uh, towards the end, just kept on getting, they just had to stop the match. No, that was the, fir- um, that was their first match. That was where Sammy lost the title to Kevin Owens. So they stopped it because he power bombed so much. Oh, what am I thinking of then? I'm pretty sure. In any event, he was out for seven months. Yeah. Um, he was uh, out for seven months. After this, NXT TakeOver Unstoppable Results. Uh, ended a Kevin Owens champion. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, but still, it was a brutal match. I watched most of it, evidently not the end. And, uh, and yeah, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Owens beat him. Uh, and it was, a, it was a really brutal match. Yeah. And, uh, and then he took seven months off. Yeah. And then they, uh, they talked about his recovery from the surgery quite a bit on Breaking Ground. Mm-hmm. Yes. Detail his his rehab and uh, his efforts to get back in the ring after that injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty uh, pretty brutal. So, but of course, he's doing amazing work now. Oh yeah. I'm hoping that very shortly he'll be the ones, part of the ones. Vince will go up to him and say, "God damn it, pal! God damn it! Welcome to the bloodline. You got some guts." Yeah. My goodness gracious. Uh, anyways, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, after that, we've got number nine, nine, Daniel Bryan at the greatest Royal Rumble. So, uh, as far as I know, apart from his chest becoming like hamburger, no injury suffered by Daniel Bryan this bout, nor was he going in with injury. But this was his second match back after, or at least his second pay-per-view match back after returning from retirement. Of course, he had his uh, his return match, Mania, uh, tagging against uh, Shane. Uh, uh, with Shane against Sammy, o- Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, and then he was in this, the greatest rumble, and he was in this match forever. Yeah, yeah, he was in it for seventy six minutes. Um, a record, and and uh, yeah, a record, and uh, one that I wonder, given that him and like Braun won this, mm-hmm. and uh, Brian, I, like I don't recall, I don't recall them really bringing this up. This they did match up. They didn't in the last uh, uh, video package for this year's Rumble. I don't think they brought up Daniel because Bryan's record. Braun and Brian are no longer with the company, so yes. why bring it up? Yes. Um, so it's sort of who knows if they even consider this canon anymore. I'm sure if Brian came back, they probably start. Bringing oh yeah, up absolutely, all over absolutely. He'd be back every in January, the, then now forever uh, video and all that stuff. But I remember, yeah. This match was was a lot of fun. At least Daniel Bryan's performance in this was a lot of fun because with every chop that Roderick Strong was giving him, 
every, every, with every chop, his chest becoming more and more hamburger. He loved it. The joy on his face was palpable. He so loved yeah, every he was second yeah. He had been retired for three years. Of course, it was a big deal. He had been cleared, and uh, and yeah, I believe I don't think he had any other matches besides this and the WrestleMania one, which was you know basically a tryout match again, a, not a tryout match, but just sort of like hey. Get back into the rhythm, rhythm of things. Exactly. And then to step right back in after three years, to step right back in for 76 minutes, and you could see the joy on this dude's face. And, in fact, uh, in the notes here, I'd link to this interview that he gave after the fact. And he can't help but contain himself. His smile is so huge, and his chest is just completely obliterated. He, The only person he brings up is Roderick Strong because that was you know, the big chop battle there. Um, he says, yeah, I haven't wrestled Roderick Strong since 2008, I think it was. And uh, and the first time I see him again, he chops the crap out of my chest. But he's just beaming from ear to oh, ear the entire so time. So happy. But I, I would definitely imagine there in Saudi Arabia, plus, plus in Saudi Arabia, you know, the conditions are in terms of like, you know, the the the, the weather, the, you know, the conditions there. Um, and uh, you could just imagine as soon as he goes backstage, God damn it, pal. Welcome back. You got some guts. You've got nothing but guts. And, of course, you know who eliminated from this uh, battle royal? I don't remember. You remember his first his first big feud after his return? Oh, it was, it was uh, Cass. Big Cass. Yeah. So I'm looking at his. He did have, uh, Dana Bryan did have two matches before between Mania and mm. this one. It was he had a match against AJ Styles. Oh wow! That ended in no what, contest. Was that, were these house a, shows or on TV? No, they were both on SmackDown. Okay. That ended in DQ, and then Styles and Daniel Bryan teamed up to take on Aiden English and Rusev. Oh wow! The following week, so he had two TV matches in between Mania and Rusev Greatest World. Rumble. Day. He was probably extremely happy during those, those matches as well. Yes, he probably was. Uh, number eight. Eight. Shawn Michaels, 1998. You think I'm cute. I know I'm gutsy. You think I'm hurt. You're probably right. Uh, Yeah, so basically uh, his 1998 consisted of two matches. Uh, His casket match against The Undertaker at the Royal Rumble. And then uh, after that, uh, because he had herniated two discs. Uh, yeah, that spot a, a pretty, is nasty. Pretty gnarly spot that came two minutes into that match. And then they wrestled for another, I don't know, 15 or 18 more minutes. Yeah, it was a 20-minute match. Um, yeah, Shawn Michaels, uh, in, in early in a match, a casket match against The Undertaker, took a back body drop out of the ring and uh, and basically like took a nasty spill if where his back hit the edge of the casket. Yeah, his lower back hit the very edge of the casket, yeah. It did, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, so that was, it, it was pretty rough. Um, this is kind of funny. Uh, there was a bit from, uh, the wrestling observer issue where they talked about the, it was a Royal rumble review. Dave said, Michaels took one incredible bump early, taking a backdrop over the top rope and cracking his lower back on the casket as he went over. He was really lucky. He wasn't hurt on that one. <laughs> and then a week later, the wrestling observer reported this past week. Michael's doctors sent word to the WWF that he had a variety of ailments, including a bruised kidney, a slightly separated shoulder, both hips out of alignment, a sprained foot, vertebrae in his back out of alignment, not to mention a worsening of his chronic knee problems. So 
uh, it was sort of like a lot that he was going through, but then this seemed to be the thing that he, there was no way he could work through this. Yeah. Um, uh, from the mania. So then of course he wrestled at WrestleMania 14. It was kind of interesting because when you sort of do a Google search on this particular injury, uh, what comes up is, uh, very various interviews, but if it's, uh, Cornette, Jr. and, uh, and Pritchard, and they're all kind of asked the same question. They all address the same thing. Was this the boy who cried wolf? Because, of course, he had lost a smile when he was dealing with a knee injury and didn't want to drop the title to Brett. And uh, and they all were, they, they all sort of hemmed and hawed a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, that's sort of in the back of your mind, but you're not going to, you know, it's Shawn Michaels. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to go there, really. Um, so uh, this right here is from the actual uh, WrestleMania review. And honestly, like, you watch this WrestleMania match, and it is clear the he's guy is in pain. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. And so he's like he, you know, he's arching his back quite a bit during this, and and sort of limping around a lot. Mm-hmm. He still does an ungodly number of really cool things, but it's clear that this is a distraction. You know. Yeah. It's like the 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 HBK when he's at his peak, he's crisp, he's clean, fast. He he's fast. And the storytelling is on point. This is this is a lot more basic than that. This is obviously let me get through this, you know, and let me let me do what I'm supposed to do here. Which even then, I guess there was some question as to whether or not he was going to drop that title. Yeah. Evidently, Undertaker was at the ready in case in case, in case something yeah. weird happened. Yeah. Yep. Um. So from Melter's Mania review, he said this. Unofficially, it appeared that Michaels, who went into the ring with a serious back injury that was believed to need surgery, tried to gut out a classic performance, but perhaps the only stark reality in the show itself got in the way while attempting to will himself to the level of classic matches that he's become famous for on big shows. Michaels re-injured his back early on, gutted out a good but not great match with a banged up Austin. He had vertebrae damage going into the match, which no doubt was uh, aggravated by the early bumps. The pain etched on his face as if he was willing himself simply not to pass out before leaving center stage and yet was still able to be entertaining was the real story of the show. After the show, the reports were that he suffered a ruptured disc in his back and would be out of action for long enough, like 9 to 12 months, that there are no plans for his involvement anytime soon. The next night on TV, he was written out of the script with Hunter Hearst Helmsley taking over and creating a new DX. Um, so, yeah, of course, he was out for, what, four years? I four think years, I believe. Came back in 2002, right? In 2002, yeah. Um, and even then, it was like, well, let me get a match into the street fight with Triple H. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll see where we go from there. And yep. then, like, two matches later, they put the title on it. I know. It's, like it was that. supposed to be a one-time deal, that street fight mm-hmm. with Triple H. They'll supposed to come back for that one match, and that was that. But he ended yeah. up sticking around for another few years, so. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, you know, a lot of people think that that second run exceeded the first run mm-hmm. uh, because it was just seemingly classic after classic. That's yep. when he had his WrestleMania Undertaker matches that were mm-hmm. highly regarded, mm-hmm. the Flair match, and and honestly, like you know, I think there's a lot of validity to that. Like his matches were really special. He had cleaned up his act quite a bit as yep. well. Yep. Um. So and of course, his best friend was basically running the show, Triple H. So. So he had he had a lot of accomplishments in that second run as well. He did. He did. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. All right, let's move on to number seven. Seven. Finn Balor. We were, we we were there, for, there this for this. Yeah, SummerSlam 2016. We always like, oh, we were there for this one. We uh, saw it in person. Well, I mean, part of this 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 particular uh, uh, match was kind of overshadowed because it was preceded by the debut of the new Universal title, of course, with Boo, the bright red strap. That the title's crowd ugly. Dumped all over it. What and, a crap title. And every time they showed the title on the Tron, the crowd, boo. Boo. And then four minutes into the bout, Seth. Uh, barricade bombs Finn into the barricade and Finn pops his shoulder out, puts it back mm. in, finish the match only to find out that he had a, a labrum tear. I think he separated his, his, his shoulder as well. Um, mm. And of course the next, you know, word got out the next day that he was hurt and probably had to vacate the title. Sure enough, that happened. I remember after the match was over and he was holding the, the new universal title and in the injured arm and the other yeah. one he was raising. And mm-hmm. at first, Without knowing the injury, I was like, "Oh, is is he like he understands the crowd's reaction to the belt? Is he trying to not like showcase that in the celebration?" No, he hurt his arm. Yeah, he, <laughs> he couldn't, couldn't raise. He it. couldn't raise it. Yeah, he couldn't raise the other one. Yeah, he did. I mean, after that happened, after it was four minutes into the match, he wrestled fifteen more minutes. Mm-hmm. God damn it! That's yeah, a guts. guts. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he came back. He made his TV return. Uh, after WrestleMania 33, we were there for that too. <laughs> we were there for that too. Uh, oh, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was on the Orlando. Raw Mania. That's yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, where he teamed up with the man who barricade bombed him, Seth Rollins, and he beat uh, Owens and uh, was Samoa Joe yeah. in the tag match. Is yeah. that what it was? Boy, yeah. that's a that's a match right there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so look, he had a hot start. They treated him like a superstar. Oh, yeah. This was unfortunate. It seems like I think everybody sort of understands that, like, eventually he was just going to lose that title to Brock well, I think anyways. That's, yeah, I think that was the deal that we that, that, that was, was reported, that he was going to hold it and then eventually just lose it to Brock, and then what, 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 everything that happened after that would have happened. Yeah, so he probably would still be in the new Judgment Day at this point. Probably. That would still be the case. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but he had that moment. You can't take that one moment away from him. He was the nope. very first Universal Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he got called uh, up, and he was treated like an absolute superstar. 
he was, and they rarely do that anymore. Yep. yep. I'm sorry. They never do that anymore. That Those days mm-hmm. are completely over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to look at Tommaso Ciampa right now. Ugh. Uh, anyways, moving on. Number six. Six. Triple H. Uh, so this dude also wrestled a match with muscle torn off bone. In this case, it was a quad. Yeah. Uh, back on May 21st, 2001. In what many consider to be the greatest match ever in the history of Raw. Yep. Two-man power trip uh, defending the tag titles against Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. And so Jericho had Austin in the walls of Jericho. And Triple H goes over to break it up. Routine thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quad ripped right off the boat. Yet he mm-hmm. continued the match. Uh, it was a fairly famous shot where he makes the save. Sledgehammer. Um, anyways, the game was on talk as Jericho back. Didn't tw- he? Hold on. Didn't he? Didn't he also uh, do? Um, yeah. Then he was put. He was put in the walls of. Yeah, he talks about he, that here. He, yeah, 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 yeah. He talks about that here. So he's on talk as Jericho in 2014 and talked about it. The injury. These transcripts are from Pro Wrestling Stories. So Jericho uh, kicks things off. Uh, says, I remember thinking this is one of the toughest dudes. Here, you be Triple H, I'll be Jericho. Okay. Uh, I remember thinking this is one of the toughest dudes I've ever been in the ring with in my life because he finished that match with a torn quad, came back in the ring to make the save with a sledgehammer, took a walls. Uh, I mean, yeah. that was incredible, man. I remember you said, oh, my God, are you okay? And I was like, absolutely not. I mean, I couldn't even put weight on it, but I was like, whatever, I've done. I don't think I can make it any worse. So I was like, put the walls on me. When you did, I remember you turning me over and thinking, Really bad decision, like, holy shit, <laughs> you know. I remember you putting me down on the table. I had to go back in the ring to do the spot. I was like, oh, my God, am I going to be able to get up to the ring? And I was like, I got to go. I don't know how you got back in. I remember uh, rolling to the floor and just curling up in a fetal position. Vince coming out and saying, what did you do? And me saying, I tore my quad. I felt it when it went, man. I just felt it roll up. Oh, God damn. Roll up to my hip. Oh, God. Uh, he says the trainer said no way you couldn't have you couldn't be walking on it I said I'm telling you and he put his hand in there and was like wow you did he could feel the divot and stuff oh my god he says here's another thing I remember coming up the ramp and as we were getting to the top of the ramp I was doing the math on my head four months rehab can I be back for media that was my whole mentality because it was like May when I did it but I was thinking like man I don't think SummerSlam's an option but I know I could probably be back for later uh, he says, I didn't know how bad it was, and I didn't know Dr. Andrews was going to come to me and go like, you might never wrestle again. Here's the thing. I don't know anybody that's ever come back from this, from the level that you did it. This is, this is never- a Dr. Ames, uh, James Andrews yeah. talking and Triple H, yeah, through Triple H's lens here. Triple so H is doing an impression of uh, Dr. Andrews now. Yeah. He says, I've never seen a contact sports athlete come back from this, so if you do, it's going to be awesome. I put it back together. It's back together as good as it can go, but now it's on your rehab. So uh, he also said, uh, Triple H also said during this interview that uh, for his rehab, he stayed in Birmingham, Alabama for nine months. Mm. Oh, wow, yeah. Lived out of an Embassy Suites hotel for nine months to rehab this injury, to make it back for the January 7th, 2002 edition of Raw at Madison Square Garden. I remember watching this, one of the loudest pops I've ever heard on a a broadcast wrestling show. It was huge. It was huge. This is also, I think, one of the first times, maybe the first time, that they did the whole rehab video pack, music video. Oh, could be. Because I think it was to like beautiful, like U2's "Beautiful Day" or something like that. Oh. And uh, and it, they sort of kept track of his progress. Um, and it was a really, really well done uh, rehab music video. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, yeah, when he comes back, I think every, it was just on everybody's mind, man. 
And it was so smart to do this as like a baby face. Because I don't think it was he wasn't even a face that long like he it's in his nature to be bad guy, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but no to bring him back to that pop, I mean people just and he was he had gotten just loaded jacked yeah. also yeah. in the meantime, uh, like his upper body especially was just massive, um, came out in the denim vest leather jacket combo, and uh, yeah people just they went ape shit for it they went crazy, yeah yeah it was something else it was something else. Uh, after that, we've got number five. Five, CM Punk. Now uh, we're taking the the phrase "gutsy" literal here because he spilled his guts out when he pooped his pants. But it was sort of the uh, the the result of an in, like basically an entire 2013, which led up to him leaving WWE in early yeah. 2014 yeah. because of just how banged up and beat up he was yeah and having to do matches with like ryback Ugh. uh i mean that itself is gutsy enough yeah i'll never understand you have cm punk and you put him in a thing with ryback fine and then a year later you put him back in a thing with ryback yeah i don't get that don't and get it's that. just terrible i don't so get that. i've got like in our notes i've got a transcript from uh, uh the art of wrestling and it's a lot but i i i uh highlighted in bold like all the bits where he actually talks about being beat up and it goes back to uh it goes back to pre WrestleMania, so probably post rumble like uh It's when he still had the belt. No, it's still when he still had the belt before dropping it to the rock. That's his Yeah, which was at Royal Rumble. So it's like yeah. either the beginning of twenty thirteen, maybe yeah. even precedes that. He says, yeah. I was beat up. I already needed a knee surgery at that point, but I was the champion. So I was like, I gotta keep going, gotta keep going. I told Vince that I need this knee fixed. I'll do it after I drop the title to The Rock. But at the same time, he also admits he was also trying to convince Vince, hey, let me make the main event a three-way instead of the second-in-a-lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. But Vince shot that down yeah. You know, every time he, he tried. Yeah. Um, he mentions being on a European tour after, after WrestleMania where he wrestled Rey Mysterio. Oh, this might be preceding that um, because he talked about just being banged up in general. Uh, having an elbow every night that locked up like a 45-degree angle, um, and he couldn't bend it. He couldn't movement, move it. Um, so uh, This bit here is interesting. Uh, he was t- says uh, he had, I assume, LASIK surgery, laser eye surgery, after mm-hmm. his elbow surgery. Um, he says, I got the surgery. It was either, well, was, I was doing SmackDown, so it was Wednesday or Thursday, because while he was recovering from the surgery, I guess he was still doing shows. It's not wrestling. And he yeah. says, then Vince called me Friday. He was like, oh, I heard the surgery was, oh, I was successful. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to rehab and I'll be back before you know it. He's like, well, actually, I'm going to have them send you some travel right now because, I mean, it's just your elbow hurt. You can cut, you can cut, we can have you cut promo. So already back on the road after like five days, not even like four days. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it was terrible. He says, so I did that. And then that's when I started getting super beat up. That's where I tore, that's when I tore my knee against John. He says, I kept asking what was going on for Mania, and Vince kept very disappointingly telling me it was going to be the rematch between Cena and Rock. I was like, that's going to be awful. How about we do this? So then Ryback was brought up, Ugh. and he's, uh, he's like, I'm already beat up, and I have to wrestle steroid guy. He says, I call it like I see it. He's very hurty, sometimes deliberate. There was one time he kicked me in the stomach as hard as he could, and he broke my ribs right at the tail end. And I never even got an apology for that. He was something else, a real piece of work, that guy. 
talks about WrestleMania 2013. He says, obviously, I tore my other knee up super bad. Strained ACL, torn MCL, torn meniscus, torn PCL, two months off. He comes back. They have him against Ryback again. He says, first night out, gorilla pressed through a table, misses the table, dumps me on the concrete ground, tilts me on my pelvis, fucks me up for weeks. He says, somewhere along the line, I started to feel worse than I've ever felt in my entire life. I worked Luke Harper in a match, and I got hit with something, and it fucking rung my bell, and I got a concussion. But we were leaving for Europe the next day. So Doc was leaning on me going, do you want me, uh, do you have a concussion, or can you go to Europe? He said, and I was just like, you fucking pigs, I'll go to Europe, whatever. He says, that's on me, that's my fault, I probably shouldn't have. After the European tour, I'm dry heaving after every match. Luckily, I was in tags. It was me and Daniel Bryan versus the Wyatts, and they were awesome. They were fun, the parts I remember. But I'm on all fours after every match, and I'm either puking for real or I'm just dry heaving because I don't have anything in my stomach. I have no appetite. I don't know what's up and what's down. I can't sleep. I can't train. It's like a bus, a hotel, a cold building. Um, And that's where he mentions the Z-Packs. He says, Doc has given me like, oh, you're sick. Here's the Z-Pack. They Z-packed me to death so much that in December, I shit my pants on a SmackDown because that's what antibiotics do to you, right? He said, at some point, I'm hurting, but I'm hurting so bad, I'm getting two MRIs a week, legit. My neck, my head, we MRI'd my chest because we didn't know if there was something going on. I'm getting CAT scans. I am fucked up. And it turns out, of course, he had a staph infection. It was at his back, I believe. He had a staph infection. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like... The poop in the pants was culmination of a better part of a year, if not more, of just being beat up, of yeah. being hurt, being injured, and being beat up, and not having time to recuperate and recover and rehabilitate those injuries. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, it's it's as if, like, you know, Punk is one of those guys who, he ain't like a John Cena, who there 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 is several parallels, but there's also a lot of divergent sort of uh, uh, aspects to these two guys. Cena's kind of guy who he can put on a five star match, but I think consistently he would usually do the standard Cena match. Mm-hmm. CM Punk's not that guy. He will give everything he has to seemingly every match he puts on. This has been him. It's it's been him in this run in AEW. It was him back in WWE, and what mm-hmm. would happen? He would get busted up. Mm-hmm. He'd get injured. Mm-hmm. Cena seemingly would almost never. I mean, he would. He would if he would get busted up. He'd come back like. Yeah, no, he has an unreal you know? like, healing ability. Right. Yeah. Punk's human. Yeah. Um, and so he would get busted up, and he would give. He would never phone it in in the ring, mm-hmm. even if it meant he'd be living like this. He'd always be wrestling, even if it meant he'd be wrestling like this. Um, that's just the nature of of, of how he was. So it's kind of not surprising that it reached ahead. You would just think that Vince at some point would have said, hey, take as much time off as you want. Come back when you feel good enough as opposed to, oh, we need you. I know. We need you. It's like, dude, come on. You have an entire company. Build somebody else up. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, if you need me that bad, put me in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Exactly. Didn't do that. Didn't happen. Didn't Didn't happen. happen. Let's move on. Number four. Four. Cody Rhodes. Uh, we've talked about this one a lot lately. Of course, if you're watching this five years from after the fact, and you're like, who's Cody Rhodes? That's weird. It's uh, like, well, he, but, at this point, he's probably a former WWE champion, but also 
Right. He wrestled a yeah. match with one pectoral muscle intact. Yeah. So evidently, uh, what was it like? I don't know, a couple days before or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know was... the the day before there was a house show that he was scheduled to be at, and it was announced that he was injured, mm-hmm. um, and so he just did like a little run in bit mm-hmm. uh, against Seth because Seth Rollins was taking on Drew McIntyre. But then it was reported by the Wrestling Observer that sometime during the week he had a weightlifting accident or a weightlifting injury, rather, mm-hmm. not an accident. Um, and uh, and it was revealed that his pectoral muscle was torn completely off the bone. Yeah. Which, uh, talking about Triple H earlier, he had something similar in a match. Uh, his la- well, his last like real match, anyways. His last yeah, big yeah, yeah, yeah. Match, yeah. Uh, was DX versus Kane and Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. It was a mm-hmm. dog shit match, but that might be because. Triple H tore peck from bone in that match as you know, well. Getting back to Triple H, there's at least three instances where he got hurt in the ring. We've mentioned two of them. The other time is when he got his throat crushed um, in the oh. first Elimination Chamber bout. Yeah. yeah. And he finished Oof. the match uh, uh, with his larynx injured. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's a tough dude. He is a tough dude. Gutsy. Gutsy. God damn it, pal. God Hunter, damn it, you son. got some guts. Anyways, but getting back to Cody... Uh, apparently he was insistent on going through this match. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I guess apparently he was cleared to the, the degree that uh, he couldn't hurt himself any worse. He's already mm, off the yeah. bone. It's, it's injured as much as it's going to be injured. So, uh, and, and credit to, to Seth Rollins for going out there and doing everything he could to make it look like he was beating the heck out of Cody Rhodes, and he was probably doing everything he could to protect the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, this was a masterful match. It was it was difficult to watch because, I mean, it, you just know that he's in pain. And then I was I I'd mentioned this before on one of our different shows, but you know I was watching Pat McAfee talk about this, and him and AJ Hawk both were concurring. Yeah, this is a horribly painful injury. And even if he got loaded up with shots, which no doubt they they tried to do some painkillers in there, I would think so. Uh, um, the shot itself would have to be horrifically painful. And then who knows? I mean, I don't know how body chemistry works once you're in there. Maybe some of it wears off. Maybe the adrenaline kicks in and helps you out. I don't know if the adrenaline hits the soul or not. But uh, in any event, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely one of the gussiest performance, I have no doubt. When Cody Rhodes went backstage, Vince was there. God damn it, pal. That's a gutsy performance. Yeah, got some guts. I mean, we saw like the bruising intensify and spread during the course of the Morphed. match. It became sentient. This like is that, like uh, this is one of the Google instances. AI. I think maybe the only instance in this list where at the time we knew the exact nature of the injury. A lot of these times that where the, there's an injury involved uh, in these entries, the injury happens during the match. Yeah, um, and they yeah. have to kind of gut it out to get to the finish of the match and then after that then they'll go and seek treatment surgery whatever um but this is the one instance that i'm not going to scroll up but i think where we knew the injury going into it we could see the injury during the match and god damn it gutsy performance cody Rhodes. yeah that's 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 what really puts this up there for me it's funny because the rest of these we'll talk about them here in a second this one actively during the match, you're sitting there like, oh my God, it's so uncomfortable. And you can you can realize in real time just how gutsy this is. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say that for the other ones. Um, let's dive into it. The top three. Number three. Three. Shibata from Sakura Genesis 2017. 
This was like one of the first. Like this is one of the first. We had just really started watching. This was uh, this was Okada's second defense after his match against Kenny at Wrestle Kingdom. It was this one. It was uh, Suzuki when he returned yeah. at New Year's Dash. So at New Beginning, and then Sakura Genesis. It was this bout against Okada in 2017, and phenomenal bout. Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. This was in that stretch, that two year stretch where Okada was undoubtedly the best wrestler in the entire mm-hmm. world. Uh, he had like a 40-minute match against Suzuki at New Beginning. This was almost 40 minutes. Um, about a half hour into it, Shibata delivers perhaps the most thunderous headbutt I've ever seen and heard in a wrestling match because it sounded like someone got hit in the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. The the sound that headbutt made. It was pretty sickening. Yeah. I believe we were – were we watching this together Yeah, live? we were watching it live and when I, it happened. Yeah. And I remember wincing when that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's that great classic shot of afterwards where Okada, you know, he he sells it, and they they get a good close up on Shibata, and you see that one little bit of blood start to go down his forehead. Yeah. And at the time you're like, wow, this is badass, but you don't know we don't know what's going on at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. So the match goes another eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Okada wins. Shibata goes backstage, collapses. Mm-hmm. And uh, we start finding out over the course of the following weeks that he was rushed to the hospital, diagnosed with the subdural hematoma. Blood was pooling between his brain and his skull, mm-hmm. and he had to have emergency surgery to save his life. Um, he was he had to retire for a number of years. He just came back mm-hmm. to do a yeah. ra- wrestling on an occasional basis. I think he's had two yeah. matches since coming back. Um, he's training at the LA Dojo, but this is one of those matches that I love watching it. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved watching it, knowing what happened to Shibata. It's hard to go back to, and watch it because mm-hmm. at that moment when you, when it happens, they have that close up of Shibata. He's like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. I mean, that the, the sound that headbutt made was awful. Yeah, but the moment yeah. and the story they're telling is like, "Holy, holy shit! Mm-hmm. This is incredible." But given what happened to him at that moment, it's hard to go back to it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where that's one thing I sort of picked up on in New Japan when we first started watching it. I was like, okay, so I know this stuff like WWE would never let their guys do it. You know, a lot of the stuff they would do. I remember in the God, I forget which match it was. There was like it was like a was it a Naito match? No, what match was it? There was like a second rope. No, I think it was the Okada Kenny match when there was like a top rope uh, uh, dragon, dragon suplex, suplex yeah. or something. Yeah, and it was like these guys are landing so close to being on the top of their head so often, like they're just men, <laughs> you know. Like they still get hurt. Mm-hmm. These things are not good for them. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed over the years that that kind of stuff is dialed down a little bit. Yeah. Um, certainly from when we started watching, it seemed like, God, man, these guys are just going overboard. And this is certainly something the headbutt was, it was certainly something. And I don't know, maybe, maybe this was something that was meant to be a lot more worked than it was. You know, maybe the timing was simply off. We've seen headbutts and oftentimes they look, they look fake and I'm fine with that. We saw when Kevin Owens headbutted Vince McMahon, that was real, and I really kind of wish they wouldn't have done that because mm-hmm. I just don't need to see that, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, this is very tough to watch. Uh, it's, it's, Shabbat is known as, A, he's a tough dude who lays in stiff, 
and I get that. But at the same time, it's pro wrestling. I don't need these dudes really to be laying it other. in. I know. Or I themselves. don't need them to be hurting each other. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Um, I know. It, 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 yeah. It's 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 one of those instances where, again, it was incredible at the moment. And then you hear about what happens, and then it's just it, your heart breaks for Shibata because. Oh yeah. You know he he'd been wrestling for so long. You know I don't know if this is his first title shot, but it was. It, it definitely seemed like. The story of the match was basically, oh, man, is Shibata going to win this thing? Because he beat the heck out of Okada. He did, he beat yeah. beat the yeah. heck out of him. It was Okada just sort of survived Shibata. Yeah, yeah. similar to the Suzuki match um, mm-hmm, that preceded yeah. it. And then to find out, you know, he came so close to being champion. And then because of this one uh, instance, for a number of years, having his career taken from him. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's just incredibly difficult to watch in hindsight. It's rough. It's mm-hmm. really rough. It is. It is. Let's dive to number two. Two. Mankind at King of the Ring 1998. Uh, the, what, third Hell in a Cell match? I know the second pay-per-view Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. But I think there was one. There was one on, on Raw, Raw. Or, or it was a dark match or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, of course, they, this has been replayed in clips over and over and over again whenever uh, a Hell in a Cell. Well, not this year, I guess. Typically, if there's a big Hell in a Cell thing, uh, uh, they they start playing clips from this. I don't recall any from this year, but they love to dive back to this. Uh, Mankind being, of course, uh, thrown off the top of the cage through the table was one thing. And you, me, and I think Hilton and a couple others were all watching this live. It's at my parents' house. That's right. And it was that was hard. It was like, oh, my God, that's a long way down. But then he's moving, and they come and they stretch him. I was like, "Okay, wow, that was that was a shocking end of that." And then he gets off the stretcher, and then it's like, "Oh man, this guy's badass!" Especially like when we were whatever age we were under 20, early twenties, yeah, early twenties, yeah. I was not twenty yet; I was nineteen. And then he climbs the cage, and it's like, "Oh my god!" And Undertaker looks shocked, and then he goes through the cage, and a chair like sort of falls on his head at the same time and granted you don't know at the time that he's concussed but certainly there was the thought in our heads that probably shouldn't have happened yeah yeah given the landing and 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 the speed with which they got in the ring to check on him yeah and of course there was that shot of him kind of huddled up in the corner lurking looking at the camera he's bleeding from his mouth he's got one of his teeth hanging out of his nostril yeah. Um, so during the course of this match, here's a list of the injuries he suffered. A concussion, a dislocated jaw, a dislocated shoulder, bruised ribs, internal bleeding, puncture wounds, and he had some teeth knocked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he finished the match. I mean, like the, the, the getting thrown off the cage, that happened within like the first couple minutes. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then uh, him going through it, you know, pretty quickly thereafter. You know, there were spots inside the ring. There were thumbtacks introduced. Um uh, Foley apparently said on a Broken Skull Sessions, this fly in here, that uh, uh, if he had taken the Undertaker's choke slam on the top of cells, he normally would, ask, uh, you know, like actually jumping and taking the bump as he normally would, mm-hmm. that it's entirely possible when he went through that panel, he would have over rotated and, and landed right on his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the, as, as awful as this, as the outcome of this match was for Mick Foley physically, mm-hmm. it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, this this is one of those things where Vince has to consider himself at least kind of lucky because let's 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 put ourselves back in those shoes, back watching, right? 
So a guy gets chucked off the top of a cage, comes back, climbs the cage. If that happened and he land on his head, number one, Mick is a heavy guy. Yeah. That ain't like a, that ain't like, it's like it's happening to a cruiserweight. That might be death right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like it really could be. Yep. What are the consequences for WWE if that ends up being the case? I mean, wouldn't there? You would think that's like the kind of thing where con- like Congress get involved or something, because like this is it's professional wrestling, it's I entertainment. Know. I know, and I know. Uh, and it's like I I know what happened with with Owen Hart, mm-hmm. but that didn't happen with all eyes. And I honestly think that's that was sort of a thing, is it wasn't like all eyes were on Owen when it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. the lights were down, everybody was they're all looking at something else. Um, sometimes those little details kind of matter. Whether or not you see that happen or not, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't. This this thing because it's incredibly lucky the way it actually it, happened. It all really, things considered, yeah, no. Uh, I guess Foley said that uh, when he went backstage, Vince said to him, "I appreciate what you just did for me, but don't ever do anything like that ever again." Yeah, because my God, can you imagine sweating through that one. I know. It's like he in the fucking panel goes down, and if that panel. If there's anything sticking on that panel and it drops but slower, I don't know how you rotate out of that. That's oof. Yeah. That's gnarly. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's dive into number one. Number one. Number one. Kenny Omega uh, last year, 2021. Pretty much the entirety of 2021, yeah. Uh, he became the belt collector, winning, well, of course, he won the AEW title like late 2020. Uh, he got the Impact titles, Mega Championship. All he's carrying all those titles through 2021. He did it while battling a series of injuries: mm-hmm. shoulder, I don't know what shoulder, knee, had a hernia, and then apparently he's been suffering from vertigo Yeesh. for five. Well, at this point, at, at that point, f- four years. So I guess it was a match against Okada in the 2017 G1, where Okada hits him with a drop kick, and when Kenny's taking the bump. Uh, uh, Okada lands kind of on him and Okada's knee hits Kenny in the head mm-hmm. and I guess he says since that point he's been suffering from vertigo so we'll get in the ring have the match and the ring will start spinning mm-hmm. um, that alone is enough for I would think a lot of wrestlers to be like I need to step away yeah. to get this taken care of yeah. uh, considering he had the shoulder injury uh, the hernia the knee problems I mean, he, we haven't seen him since he dropped the belt to to Hangman Page about seven right. months ago. Right. Um, you know, it seems like uh, they're all relatively serious injuries, enough to keep him out of action individually. Collectively, that's battling through a lot. A it lot. It is. Yeah, especially, I mean, I can't stress enough the vertigo aspect of things mm-hmm. is is absolutely crazy. It is it's absolutely nuts um, when we're in a, in, a, in a sport and an entertainment that space and coordination means so it's much paramount. Yeah. For the safety um, of everybody in the ring. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely nuts. So yeah. And, but it's funny because Kenny Omega has been one of the most important, even from a business standpoint, one of the most important figures in pro wrestling since 2017. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of how much of New Japan's popularity has been because of his name mm-hmm. and what he delivers in the ring, and then of course the ascent of AEW. Um, you know, Kenny has really given everything 
he has had yeah. his entire body. He's put it all out there, and uh, and the world of pro wrestling has benefited greatly from it. So uh, so yeah, I mean, I I, I totally understand um, where everybody is in terms of man. You know, we want Kenny to come back. I just want Kenny to be happy and healthy. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, and yeah, I I man, I can't I cannot believe. Cannot believe that he went through what he went through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yep. let's see. I'm looking. I'm I'm doing some little uh, some correction here. So the Sami Zayn match it was actually stopped. The the unstoppable one. Oh, all right. So like, yeah, I, the first one is when he just power bombed him into oblivion. Yeah. This second one, Kevin Owens power bombs him onto the apron, and. Sammy can't go on anymore, so Kevin Owens just attacks him. The re- the, the the match is called a no contest. Ah, and so yeah, I mean they kind of ended in in similar similar ways fashion. Here. Okay, but yeah, now in my head that that one where he just power bombed like yeah, 10, where Kevin Owens essentially won by TKO in the first yeah. match. Yeah, yeah. Regal comes out. <laughs> oh God! Regal puts his hands on Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens headbutts him. Oh, I miss this Kevin Owens. Oh, it was so good. He's got a chair, and then the debuting Samoa Joe. Oh yeah, comes out. So yeah, that was a hell of a takeover right there. Um. So, anyways, that's gonna do it for this episode of Countout. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll be back. Probably do one of these like, well, I don't know. We might do them on a weekly basis. If yeah, we want to I got an idea Wednesday for one next week. I just got to do a little research. No, what is it? Can you give us a clue? Oh, it's like the craziest, most shocking super shows. We got oh, Forbidden Door good... coming up. Give me a hint on one. Give, give me a hint that isn't Super Clash. Is Super Clash on your list? Well, of course, Super Clash is on there. Why wouldn't it be? It's Super Clash. Is that Clash. number one? That's like no. the greatest Super Show. No, number no, one. I remember really. what number one is. The look on oh, my list no. again. Oh, no, okay. I'm excited. That sounds like a fun one. I can't even yeah. think of like three off the top of my head. No, there's t- I found I found it, I think, nine or ten. Ooh, I'll have to find one awesome. more. Very cool. All right. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time. Well, how about the WWE versus AEW one that we did for We Book Raw? It's not a real one, though, Steve. It's a great is real to me. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.